0: On Metro FM Talk with Metro FM Talk. 16 minutes it is before 8 p.m. You tuned into a Metro FM Talk here on the mighty Metro with myself, Ayabong Atawe. And uh, it's our wrap of the top business stories at the start of this new week. And helping me uh, to uh, take a look at this is uh, market commentator, analyst, and CA. And uh, that is Snesipo Maninjo. Snesipo, good evening, and uh, how are you on this Monday?
1: I'm doing well, and you, Aya? I'm well, thanks. I'm well, th- thanks. Um, man,
0: but, you know, we'll get into it. Yes, we will. <laughs> we'll get into it so it, but I want to say, you know with all of the news that are happening and uh, uh, you know uh, the death of uh, uh, Kobe Bryant uh, Santu Mufuking uh, the Proteas losing what they did let's maybe start off at a global level and we'll come back to some of the stories here locally this coronavirus um, just for some, some of us who might not be familiar with what's happening uh, in China here there's also cases that have been detected in the United States as well and uh, uh, just give us uh, some background he- here to what's happening with this virus and more importantly what it Impact is it said to have on markets in China, Japan, and the world over?
1: So, the coronavirus is basically a flu like a pneumonia, feverish virus, quite similar to SARS. Um, it's diff- you've got symptoms of fever, difficulty breathing. Um, so, the virus originated in a seafood market in China, mm. and because of the highly dense and highly populous Chinese population, it has just started spreading. There have been reports in 10 countries, with China, of course, being the largest affected. And now you have reports of uh, the fourth person being diagnosed in the USA. So what has it done? Due to the infectious nature, it's apparently um, a transfer from person to person the same way like a flu. Mm. Mm-hmm. From person to person, um, person to person, and it it, 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 it. The thing is that because it's, 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 um, similar to flu-like virus. It's very. It, most people shake it off. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. It's like i just got a common cold. You know, Chinese. They just keep working, keep moving, sure. keep moving, and um, keep about,
0: moving. I mean, just maybe, and uh, this is a stupid one on my end. But the name. I mean, uh, why this specific name? It certainly does. Uh certainly was the first time I heard it, uh, made me think of uh, something entirely different to this particular virus.
1: I also thought about the beer. <laughs> I mean, bon. I'm glad I was not the only because I was like I was like looking at it, I was like, coronavirus. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like I was like, you know what? These names usually they shocked us, or they just gave it. They gave it the code. I have no idea why the name, how it derived the name. I'm not going to even pretend to actually know the answer. Okay, to it.
0: all right. What impact is this anticipated to have, uh, Snesipo, on uh, not only Japanese and Chinese markets, but even the global economy?
1: Um, Firstly, you need to contain the virus. Actually, that's the, mm. the issue. So what it has done is that it's what it's done is that the fact that it's uh, made. Uh, blocking traveling. Um, you've got companies like Starbucks saying they're shutting down deliveries in certain parts of China. It, it, it results in a lack of productivity. That's how the buyers, because they're trying to find how many people actually have it. Mm. And and they, they don't have a seem to have a very good hold of it. That's part of the reasons why global economy, it literally stops productivity uh, because it, it affects uh, consumer spending, traveling, and remember, this is Chinese New Year, so it's 8th December. Oh, sorry,
0: sorry, sorry,
1: sorry, sorry. It's 8th December. So, I and mean, that's why it's spreading so far, and that's why it is very deep. Because oh. if you think about it, it's Chinese New Year, they're yellowing right now, but they can't travel because, you know, yeah. of this, this. Yeah, so it, it literally is there. And literally, to even find, key, the most interesting thing, which I read in the Financial Times, is that, uh, one of the things that the Chinese are doing is which I think was really, really awesome, to show you how the state is supporting its business through times of strife. They're looking to support companies through lowering of loan interest rates mm. and changing of loan arrangements for loan renewals sure. and just to make sure that companies don't struggle because literally I told you state mm. December. It's December. So and I think the fact that, you know, in essay we could copy this thinking that, you know, a to a to like, because I honestly think it makes a complete sense because they're understanding that macro issue is affecting productivity sure, and they're sure. sort of pre-planning for it.
0: And I guess it certainly has some clues for us uh, here at home when it comes to sort of countercyclical uh, economic policy or even responding to a shock. I mean, you know, with the kind of load shedding that we have, surely there should have been some, uh, you know, uh, pact on the part of business and government to say, look, guys. Uh, we're willing to give you some, you know, uh, it might be local rates rebates or anything of that kind. Um, in in under, fully understanding, I guess that uh, um, the state is also at the centre of uh, the problem when it comes to load shedding. But let's leave that for a second and stay in Asia. Net One. Now we remember them for the major Sasa debacle and. Uh, uh, you know, that was when Batabi Leslamini was still at the Department of of Social Development. And uh, the big mess up there with the payment of uh, social grants. And it seems now that they've sold a stake in a uh, Korean investee firm, KSnet, uh, which is a payment processor, we understand.
1: Yes, they've sold it for more than their market cap. So the rationale for selling it is they need the money. Unlocking and value. Unlocking value, they need the money. A, uh-huh. they need the money. Because you need to know, let's let, let, let just unpack where net one is right now. Sure. They've made a the horrendous investment in Selfie, that's seeing Fireflame. Uh, the Payment Master, Nilsa's tender. Mm-hmm. that's seeing Fireflame. So they've lost uh, about 68% of share price value. So for me, the, the sale, it literally, it was, it was something that was needed to be done because you have to return value to shareholders somehow. Hmm. Because if you uh, if you unpack, like I said, just look at that, where is the growth going to come from? Like, <sighs> where, where? And that's the thing, it's just, I think, you've got selfie, which you know for a fact, because you know we discussed selfie Selfie is going to require another capital call. You don't have any more access to the grants. The, you're no longer able to abuse poor black people anymore. No offense. Uh, so. These, for me, they're sort of. It was one of those things where you have to do because when you sell some of, it, because it's a well-performing investment, and the fact that its value was not reflected in the net in the net one share price would tell you that the market doesn't price didn't price it in. Mm,
0: mm, mm. And it's uh, certainly one we're going to watch quite closely here. But uh, it must certainly be a boon for net-one one. Uh, who as you say have uh, found themselves in uh, some challenging times uh, of late let's pause there for a second Snesipo, and uh, take a brief break when we come back uh, i want us to uh, take a look at what's happening at uh, tongat and uh, the cooperation here between uh, law enforcement officials and the uh, new board that's come in uh, to tongat and we'll also take a look at what's happening at cap business wrap
1: business, business of the day, hand, oh, business oh, business the day. on metro yeah. event.
0: 7 minutes it is before 8 p.m. It's our wrap of the top business stories in the marketplace at the start of this new week. And joining me uh, to uh, help us take a look at some of these stories is a Snesipo Manager, uh, independent uh, market commentator and analyst and uh, CA. And uh, Snesipo, uh, I'm quite interested here in, uh, I guess, the update that's come through from uh, uh, Tongart. Uh, I think they had the AGM a few days ago. And uh, what do you make of some of the outcomes here? Uh, one... Uh, the uh, cooperation that uh, the uh, chair has indicated that they have with law enforcement officials, but also uh, the big shake-up that's happened at a board level.
1: Ah, uh, okay. So let's start with the first one, the first aspect, which is the cooperation with law enforcement agencies. Yes. Um, for me, it's pretty much match and match. They're not taking ownership of a scandal happening within the company, they sort of pass it on to the regulator. So for me, that's sort of indicates that chances are there being decisive action is almost next to nothing mm, 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 mm. pretty much the same thing of sign off think about it in sign of sign off they got the report they're fully aware of who did what but they just said your we'll corporate they haven't even released a full report as well same thing with tongat which is they're keeping it internally and another thing to remember is that i for one I'm not. I cannot believe in my heart of hearts. I think it's because I've worked in an organization. Uh-huh. Have you ever heard of a CEO or CFO being the one who actually passes journal entries? So to think it's limited uh-huh. to one or two uh-huh. individuals, I I refuse to believe. Yeah, no, there's no. a lot. There's a lot for me. You sort of like have to you put two and two together via the noise. There's been a board shake-up. Deloitte did an internal cleaning out of that specific audit team. Everyone is sort of covering their own behind and mm. in in keeping things under wraps. Because for me, there's, I think, a lot more that is not being said. And a lot of people don't want to take... There's a level of collective responsibility, because for me, it, it goes on to the second action, which is the board shake-up, which is how 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 much do you care did the board members take when reading the board packs hmm.
0: are, are you suggesting snesipo um and i want to hear your view on this uh, when it comes to liability when it comes to who potentially can be blamed here that a lot of people are just going to leave you know with a just sort of slight slap on the wrist uh, and I think of the auditors here in particular, but I also think of not only the guys who are supposed to exercise oversight here, but even some of those former CEO here, I forget his second son of Peter, I think is his first name, uh, former CEO here and many others uh, who one would assume that's where the buck stops. Uh, they might not be filling out journal entries, uh, but uh, one would think that uh, the chain of accountability ought to end somewhere.
1: Certainly, uh, this speaks to a greater um, company culture issue. That's why I said I, I, you cannot say it's one or two people. This is a company culture thing, yeah. and for me, you need to clean house completely. There's no one should everybody, and I do believe the directors should be personally liable. The fact that the company is passing the passing the disciplinary stick to law enforcement agencies, which we know are slow, which are know that this type of work is. Not really their top priority because they will tell you, right? Well, we've got real crimes to deal with. The children store money. <laughs> That's exactly what you'll hear. So for me, the, the passing of the disciplinary action to law enforcement agencies speaks to a greater issue and it speaks to a greater company wide issue because I think there are more people involved. It's sort of like if, you were to, if the company would take action themselves seek to recover personally personally to the director ah, what's the likelihood think... of that happening? The no, they act- that happening no 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 by mm. the way legally they're allowed to mm. i thought legally uh, they no, are, but are with... the simple... nah, that's
0: the question no
1: the for, me, the field, um, right? for me for and me and i think that's where the activism needs to move towards mm. is that if a company won't take action the question is what is there to hide are you afraid because it's that's exactly what it means is that they don't want to open that can of worms for me and that's the thing it's, you need to take action because uh, if you if you do a comparison to the state-owned entities, ESCOM has taken action against its former executives they haven't just left so, it to law so. enforcement agencies, no, 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 no. they gone, they've gone mm. to recoup the money, Trump has gone to recoup the money from all the likes of regiments etc they've gone, that is action why can't private companies do the same thing? This, I mean, actually, that's why we've got a template. Huh? It's a template. It's an existing yeah, template. Yeah. And for me, it means that there's a greater cultural sure. cultural issue that we're not being fully let on. Mm. And I, for one, if anyone wants to see me by saying by saying that by saying, by saying, I'm saying that there's more, I'm like, it's quite simple. Why aren't you taking action? Sure, sure.
0: And uh, certainly that will be the litmus test of how serious they are about, uh, I guess, changing around uh, the dented and tainted image here of Tongat. Last one here, Snesipo, Carp Agri. Now, you're going to have to let let us in on uh, who exactly Carp Agri is, but I'm quite interested in this strategy of uh, building a pipeline here of new... A retail fuel sites, uh, potentially where some of the bigger players won't play, as a part of their growth strategy and uh, also, I guess, having convenience stores in tow uh, for that. Talk to me about uh, Cab Agri here and, uh, more importantly, I guess, uh, what margins are they trying to distill from a, uh, re- a fuel retail strategy with uh, its convenience stores?
1: So, Cab Agri, for those, for those of you who uh, don't know, they are a retail trade. They are a trade app. They are a trade, retail, and trade in agriculture and fuel retail uh, markets in Southern Africa. Specifically, uh, literally their tagline: "You've got to love it." It's the Mensa Mensa. I love it. Actually.
0: Mensa Mensa. Yeah, I love it. People, people. Yeah, I okay. love it. I love it.
1: I love it. I love it. So Simple, basically, huh? they they reach me. So they've got about two hundred operating points across 94 sort of cities specifically in the, the traditional concert places like Swatland, Burland, Finland, over Junguslav, Namakaland. I Namak uh, I'm just saying it it's on their website. I was looking at it earlier and I'm loving it. Um so because of their um, because of their uh, the land policy, they're looking for areas to grow. So if you look at where the company they've um, they haven't invested in their core agribusiness uh, because they're looking for, waiting for legislative certainty regarding the land reform mm. policy. And also you've got to understand they were quite impacted by the drought, the drought because IV was their main component of their business. They're quite impacted by the drought and they're looking for new um for, for new um, growth areas so, and for oh. mutual retail trading specifically and the areas they look to operate in because they already have a fuel trader. So they, they're sort of unlocking the value chains. So it's not just singular and then adding on different components to boost your profit share because as you know, the retail margins on um on petrol stations are significantly higher than ordinary retail. So, from yes, a profitability perspective, so that's what they're looking to do. Um, interesting. Remember, they just listed. Um, uh-huh. So, interesting aspects uh, of their share price is that when they listed, their share price was. Forty uh, rand. It's now come down quite significantly, which proves that um, you know them going public was a sort of a capital drive. But they mm. seem to have not been found a home in the market, and I think it has to do with more the markets not understanding their business, and also them not you know they're not you know it's just, it's a different um, you know it's a different market because mm. they they used to being because their shareholders are a specific you know category of. Uh, Uh, shareholder, Mm. investor. And I want to make you laugh. So they've upgraded their DE status. They were level six last year. Now they're level three.
0: How? I was just as shocked as you are. (laughs) I was just as shocked as you are. I mean, that makes them better than ShopRite. I know. Her. I was so sh- dude I was so shocked. I was shocked. So here's, so- here's the other thing for me which is really, really quite interesting about these guys. Because, you know, if, if you sort of have the role that they have in the value chain, um what what does BE look like? What uh, how do you notch it up? Because I'm certainly not seeing any Tepo or uh Snesipo. I'm seeing a Elhart, Müller and Smith on their non execs, nor Daniel and even in their management team, I'm certainly not seeing uh, any melon in this. So uh, what what other options are open to you uh, to really improve oh. your scorecard?
1: Oh, do you know that they have a program for developing farmers? Oh, okay. Supply enterprise development, B E points uh, are higher than ownership, friend. Yabona. Uh, uh, uh oh you're born here. And they also remember they also provide financing, so and you also remember where they operate, colored people are defined as black people. But they are it, yeah, but yeah, even though they,
0: the uh, uh, uh. politics?
1: <laughs> I know, I know. I was like, when I was going, no, when I was going through the website, I was literally having. Yeah. That's why I even did with the tagline. I had like an awesome time going through it. Like literally, it's up, ugly. So that's 1912, huh? <laughs> no, that's a the 1912.
0: They've has
1: got a an <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they actually are. And by the way, they do have. Um, they've got a. They, they do have a broad base. Economic policy. Um, yeah, they also have a farm worker and PE trust. So, just okay. in case you want to know how they're getting, how do they move to level three contributed?
0: Do mm. <laughs> you want to know if you would like to? For now, must know. But, it's always a pleasure catching up with you. And uh, I guess for many of our listeners, uh, you might see somewhere soon close to you an Agri Mark or Liquor Mark or Pak Mark or Ves Grand or Express Mark or even as we've been talking about, the fuel company. But we're going to have to leave it there. That's the story of Gap Agri, uh, certainly making their foray there into the retail segment of the marketplace. Nesibo, always a pleasure catching up with you, Siswamengos Kakun.
1: Pleasure.